of St. Corinthians. Therefore, see, we have this ministry. We have this ministry. As we receive mercy, we faint not. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God, notice, deceitfully. But by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. In other words, if it's in the book, believe us. If it's not, you have a right not to believe. But if our gospel, the conjunction said, but if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Why, Lord? Because the God of this world, not Jesus Christ, the false gods, has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of the invisible huh? God should shine unto them. Verse 7. But we have this treasure. What is the treasure? In earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We that have met and known him, said he's altogether lovely. This service is destiny. For someone in this house, would you speak to us, not just to our ears, but to our heart, and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. You may be seated. To be lost is a frightening experience to a child. I've seen in the shopping mall children lost connection with their parents and the frightful look on their eyes and their eyes and the scream and the total disorientation and at that moment they become vulnerable to any passerby and they are many predators in shopping mall that kidnap kids and destroy them and I was looking at the plane coming home last night. I watched our one chap just turn around and just woo the kids right to him. It was amazing how it just happened. And I watched the father watchful eyes watching. And the mom just looking. And he was a grandfather and he did a fantastic job just, just, just bringing that kid over to him. And the kid came right over to him. And I watched him all through the plane ride. How he just did it great. But all the time the kids looking back at mom, looking back at dad. And dad's looking like this. And I watched him. He looked all the way till the plane landed. But, you know, the, the charisma was there. And there's a difference in feeling about being lost and not being lost. My wife and I went to a conference once and, uh, we didn't have GPS. We weren't that smart to get a GPS. So we got a, a map, and 
She can't read the map. I can't read the map, and I'm driving. She's going to tell me when I need fast enough, and she can't tell me fast enough. And so it just don't happen quick enough. And so I figure I know where it is up, up here, and those gray matters were not right because <laughs> I end up off track. And I just went down the wrong road, and she told me about the right road to go, and I went the wrong road. And I knew I was going the wrong direction. All the scenery didn't match what I think I should have seen. And I thought, I'm going the wrong direction. And I saw a patrol car down the road, and I went down the patrol car area, and I was going right toward the police, which no American does. They evade them. I went right to them. And he knew, I was, he said, I could tell by the look in your eyes that you're lost. I said, yes, sir. He said, okay, what you do. And he was able to help me. I did not know the way. I was going the way that I thought was right in my own mind, in my own eyes. And I had to go back and read the map and make sure what he's telling me was correct. And I take the time and read to make sure I don't get lost one more time. You don't want to get lost in the night time. It is ten times worse. You don't want to take the wrong turn in some cities. You'll never get back on the highway except for miles. And that's a terrible feeling to know you can't make an illegal U-turn. They make sure you can't do it, and cars will put your life out if you do make it. And so it's a terrible thing to be lost. Unfortunately, some people are lost and don't know it. They tell me most men are like that. They know they're lost and won't ask for direction. Just keep on getting more lost and act like they know where they're going, but they go nowhere. Especially if they're on the ring road. You know, one guy was on the ring road and his wife tried to tell him he's going the wrong direction. She said, oh, no, I'm going the right way. He says, honey, I think I've passed this way three times. The same place. He's on a ring road around the city. He's lost, but he doesn't know it. He finally had to admit, I am lost. I need to find somebody that knows the way. And will show me the way that I will no longer be lost. And friend, to get home right, it's a beautiful feeling to know you see familiar markings that say, I'm on the right track. Well, Paul, in his day, was one of those that was on the wrong road. Paul was on the wrong road, destroying the very thing that he needed. Killing it, locking it up, persecuting it, until the light came on, on the Damascus journey. And the Lord said, why are you persecuting me? He said, who? He said, me. He said, who are you, me? And the Lord says, I am Jesus. Now let your imagination roll. Here you are, think you're serving God. And to find out you're doing everything but serving God. And he's telling you that what you're doing is offensive to him. Paul fell off his beast. Trembling. Shook up. I mean just nauseated. 
He said, what do you want me to do? Now, if there's ever a critical time in your life, is when you're going to ask the question, what must I do to get on the right track? Let me tell you, the devil is going to show up. So will God. But mass confusion is a place where it's easily end up with a strong delusion. The people that are lost in the airplane situation is turned mass confusion. The chances of finding them now is more remote because of the confusion that's taking place. Voices that should not be speaking are speaking. And those who should are not speaking. And so that which is lost is not going to be found until the right authoritarian voice steps in who have credential to give the right direction. And so Paul is saying here that the gospel he preached is without deceit, no hidden agenda. We're not forming a club. We're not trying to get your membership. We just want you to get the truth. Nothing but the truth. So help me God. That's all we want you to walk out of here with. You've got it. I've got it. Eureka. I found it. This is it. And Paul says we're not handling the word of God deceitful. In other words, no magic is involved. It's just plain revelation. And God wants to reveal himself to you, make himself known, show the right path. But he says, but if the gospel is hid, now that word hid would confuse you and deceive you, thinking it means that somebody literally did this and hide it. Now while I was away, in 1972, I was looking for God. I was looking for God in 1972 as a young person. Four years of college, just about, just about over. But I graduated, I wanted to find God. Go to bars. You don't find him there. Just ridicule, they, they laugh at him. We all mocked him. <laughs> and, but when I'm drunk and I'm sobering up, I'm asking for God. And God's not there. I'm going to find God. Well, some being in a church that did know God, but I didn't know the church did know God. I just know I was in a church that they said they know God. But after the preaching and all the teaching, I wanted to know. I went down to the University of Alberta, and I went right in their theological seminary library. And I picked up every dated old, old book, Crosby books, and checked out the oneness of God. I want to know where these doctrines came from. I want to know where all these baptisms came from. I want to know who brought in, because I heard the preacher. But I want to know for myself. And so I was digging at the place of learning. Now, university is a place of learning. And I picked up some old Bible, even 1611 Bible. It was so crisp. You've got to be careful how you handle it. It was in a vault. You open it up. And I, I, I had copious notes that I, I picked up on the oneness of God and who taught it, who was against it, who was for it, what they did, what they didn't do. Because I want to know for myself. I still have those notes. I kept those notes for a long time. But I wanted to know. Now, I was open and vulnerable to any kind of voice. Because I was on a search and inquiry, not knowing exactly what to look for, but I'm looking. I wanted to discover 
for myself who God is, what does He want from me, what do I owe Him, and what does He expect of me where I don't go after I die? Because my friend told me, you go nowhere. University will mess you up. You end up at university and got God in your heart, my friend, they will mess you up. They're going to tell you there is no God. They're going to tell you it's a bunch of man-made figment of their imagination and they can really screw you up if you don't know what you're talking about. Trust me. People go there and lose God. If you don't know what you're talking about. Professor ridicule you. Books against it. Kids rise up and blaspheme God and they all laugh. And if you're wishy-washy, my friend, you're going to come out of there without God. Because they will put the pressure on you. So I got all this information written down. But I'm telling you all this because when I was away, we stopped somewhere and I says, hmm, I ain't coming off. My wife says, come on, go, go walk around for a while. So I did I walk around. And I start walking around. I saw a little store that says Bible store. And I look. That's the only thing I was interested in, Bible store. Where's it at? And I couldn't find this Bible store. So I said, okay, there's no Bible store around here. So I said to the lady, lady, is there a Bible store around here? She says, yeah. Said, it's way around the corner. You know, the, the word like to push God away in the back. God is always the last resort. Push him in the way background. Hello. And so I said, I, I want to see that place. I walked in there. And I started looking around. And what do you know I found? A 1611 Bible. Reprinted. If you don't believe me, I got it. In my suitcase. Now, well, I'll tell you this. When I was at this conference, you guys said, would you please write an article on which Bible is correct? He said, we need eight people to write. And I know you, and I know what you believe. So would you consider this? Because the college wants to do that. I said, I'll do it. I thought, okay. He said, please. I'm three times. I said, I'll do it. And so I wrote what I wrote. And, and as you know, Jennifer can't type, so she typed it all wrong. So she gave me a bad doctrine here. She gave me a apocryphal doctrine. No, that's not true. <laughs> anyway, it's not hurting me. Who did your mom did. So your mom is the false doctrine lady, okay? I'm just teasing. No, it was, it's done right. But, you know, I wrote all these things down. And I said, there's nothing wrong with 1611 Bible except the spellings are different. And I can prove to you, everything that we believe, church, was around in 1611. That's four hundred years ago. Hello. That's sixteen hundred years after the apostles. Hello. God reserve it that you and I can read it. If you want to know. But maybe you don't want to know. So you're going to be gullible and put your hand on your life in anybody to tell you what they feel like. They're speculation rather than the revelation. And end up finding that when push comes to shove, somebody gave you a counterfeit. Because Jesus warned you, let no man deceive you. Deception means 
a magician come before you and show you stuff and hide stuff. He hides from you certain things and reveal only what he wants you to see. That's what a magician does. He hides from you things he don't want you to see and reveal to you what you want to see and you say, wow! But he knows it's a lie. But you, the hand is swifter than the eye. And he can trick you, amen, with his trickery. And Paul says, the gospel preaching to you is not based on magicians. It's not trickery. But if you really want to know the truth, you go to any extreme to discover the truth. Because your destiny is being decided by the decision that you make. Once you make a decision, the consequences come with it. You're not going to choose consequences after you make a decision. Your decision determines your consequences. Nobody go to heaven that did not belong there. And nobody goes to hell that didn't work to go there. So wherever you and I end up is the decision that we make in our lifetime. God told the man, remember thou in your lifetime. You're either wasting your time or you're making good use of the time and discovering where you need to be. Not where you ought to be, but where you must be. It's up to you. And so I have that book. So if they call me for a debate, I know they will because they're all intellectuals. No, I got proof. They won't know I got this Bible with me. I'm going to say, here's the Bible. Come here, my babe. Come here, babe. Come here. It's my wife. Hallelujah. I say, here's the, here's the book, the Bible, that I use and preach to you, the Christ, the cross, the resurrection. Show me one place with this contradiction. Show me one place where there's an error. Show me one place in there that it's not consistent with fulfillment. If you can, then this book called the Bible ain't worth nothing. Do you worry about it? I'm not. It's no good. If you the Bible that changed the Word of God, burn it. Bury it. It gets your no where it's no different than a contract we have a contract and you change it no and void that's how the gospel is hid if I was the devil I'm going to mess you up you know how I do it I'd do exactly what I did to Adam and Eve I'd put a word in there that don't belongs there not and that changed the meaning we have a world that does not care and we got men who are bent on messing you up. I'm going to tell you, friend, the only way the gospel can be hid is if somebody is preaching to you another gospel. Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 to 10. Read for yourself. There is a thing called another gospel. That's not true gospel. Do you know they can preach to you another Christ? That's not the true Jesus Christ? Do you know that? Do you know they have people that say you should be baptized in the name of Yahweh and Yahushua and all that nonsense? You know they tell all this? Yeah. But read chapter 11 
of Second Corinthians. Read for yourself the first ten verses. Read what it says. If they come preaching another gospel, or another Jesus, or even receive another gift of tongues, that's not of God. There's a guy, well known, and he goes around and preaches all the time. He gets behind the people's ears and say some syllables and said, Now, say it after me. This is, see, they got the Holy Ghost. Lies. The Bible says they spake in tongues as the Spirit. Not, pre not preacher. Not the deacon. Not the Pope. Not the evangelist. As the Spirit gave the utterance. When I preach to you another gospel, another Jesus, and give you another Bible, there is no way going to find the Jesus in that. Hello? But you've got to take this morning the spirit of a treasure seeker. Turn to Matthew 13, 44. There's a man that was seeking treasure. And he went out and he spent all that he had. You ain't gonna hold on to peace of the world. Don't tell my wife married me, she dropped all her boyfriends. She had one. But I didn't ask her if she had any. I don't want her to tell me. I'm assuming she didn't have any. I'm the only one. And she better not ask me because I want to know the truth. Right. You folks didn't hear that? Are you all hypocrites like me? <laughs> Hello. But when when she said I do she dropped all her boyfriends. Hello? Lord have mercy now. You, you, you poor wives, you need a revelation here. Lord have mercy. Lord, am I in a deep marriage something out here now? You dropped all the girlfriends, is that right? When you say to Jesus, I believe you are my God and I'm going to be the bride and you're going to be the bridegroom, you drop all the gods. There is no other God beside Him. There is no other name beside His name. There is no salvation beside His name. You know what baptism is? Baptism is a marriage. Hello? In Hebrew, in the Jewish system, we were over there, we saw it for ourselves. They said the mitzvah means you get what? Baptized. When you baptize in water, you are actually marrying to Jesus Christ. Everybody in this building was baptized in water in Jesus' name. You don't know it, but you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You're married to Jesus. And if you have any other gods in your life, you know what you are? Here's chapter 17 of Revelation. I want to tell you what it is. Just read it for yourself. Get a revelation of what it means in case you stole me. Chapter 18. Read what it is. You're playing the wrong stuff. Hello. God was not going to assure you with counterfeits. Hello. When you baptize in his name, say, how's the gospel hid? Number one, there's a famine in the land for the word of God. There's a famine in the land. If you don't teach your kids the truth, they're going to end up becoming delinquent. My, you parents are pretty quiet now on me now. Am I digging pretty deep? I'm the new pastor myself. Because those kids are going to grow up and realize you deceive me. 
You're going to grow up and realize you knew the truth and you never told it to me. You knew I was going astray, but you never mentioned it to me, Jesus Christ. Friend, they're going to hate you for life. If this gospel is hid, it's hid to you because you're lost. And the man who at the gate, chapter 7, verse 14, of Matthew trying to get to the gate and can't find it. Many will seek and then find the true gate. Every gate is not the right gate, church. There's a wide gate and there's a what? you got to go through that one. Narrow mean, hey, you, you got to change the fit it. Don't change the gate to fit yourself. You get to walk to heaven, my friend, you're going to fit the wall robe or change your size. But you ain't going to change the wall robe. And when you come to Jesus Christ, you're going to change who God is. You will not change the mode of baptism. You will not change the doctrine. He said, teach no other doctrine. Huh? Praise God. Teach no other doctrine. Paul told uh, a man called Timothy, teach no other doctrine. Now, if you want this treasure that we have in earth and vessel, you got to do like we did. Give up all to follow Jesus. You're not going to pass this to your old religion. It's all or nothing. By the way, you don't have to go to heaven. They told me about my driving license. They said, look, having a license to drive is not a right that you have. It's a privilege. And we can take it back from you. And God is making you an offer. And said, enter into the straight gate. For narrow is the way. Is that right? Straight gate, narrow way. The Broadway. Broadway means... You can do what you wish. Nobody cares. But you know, a parent who doesn't care what the kid does will raise up a delinquent child who may end up in prison on the palace eventually. That's the truth. Kids and drugs, you know, most time, we're not warned about what can happen to them. Kids become victims of situation in the world. Most times they didn't have parents that took the time and tell about the wrong and the rights. Hello? And that's to learn later on in life that they do learn. But the treasure is, I got to sell all to follow Jesus. The treasure is the Holy Ghost. We have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excess may be of God. I'm not sure what you expect me to preach. I'm going to preach this anyhow. Because it's right. It's right for me not to preach this. It's to lie to you. I'm about to lie to go to hell over you. You're not worth it. Look at verse 45, 46. There's a pearl of great price. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, I've been to several stores. I can tell the true stores. The true store will not change the price to suit my bargaining effort. I said the true store will not change. You know, you should shop in Europe. Those guys can change the price so fast from 100 bucks to 25 bucks. 
that fast. Because they know they're selling you counterfeit in the first place. If you're gullible, you pay the first price. Hello? But if you're just demented as they are, you can bring it right down. Hello? You know, when two crooks meet, Jacob and Laban. Trying to hustle for the same thing, right? Either, either Laban win or I win. Hello? But the guy that knows this stuff will not drop the price just to make a sale. God is not going to lower the requirement just to get you in. Can anybody hear me? God is not going to lower the requirement just to soothe the generation we're living in. Just to please the convention thought of religion. He's not going to do it. And I know what the world says. We better change our empty building. God rather empty building than a, a reprobate heaven. Hello? For the gospel to be hid, it means that Satan blind your mind. He blind your mind with confusion. That you won't accept the truth. And you know what? People put truth through interrogation, but accept lies with open arms. What's wrong with us? Here's 400 men lying to one guy. Ahab. Ahab wanted to go somewhere to do something. And the right voice said, Ahab, do not do that. You will lose your life. Lose your throne and your voice and your family. Don't do it. Well, guess what? The devil saw that he wasn't going to listen to truth. And sent him 400 men. The spirit of democracy is going to reign here. And 400 men came and said, I'm going to show what happened. I want all you guys over here, please. Come quick, quick, quick. Come here. You stand right there. All right? Come here. Zachary, come here. Zachary, sit up there. I want Zachary be Ahab. He won't listen. <laughs> you are going to be Elijah. And tell him. Let's point a finger at him. And he responded. I don't like you. You're my enemy. You found me, oh my enemy. That's what he is saying to him. He's calling the truth his enemy. He's making himself an enemy of the gospel. The good news. He doesn't like what he's hearing. So he called him an enemy. Come here, Michael. Michael, hurry. In those days, there were no, no glasses. Take your glasses off. Take your glasses off, please. Hope you can still see. <laughs> Go towards him, please. Right, right there. <laughs> Say, go up and prosper. Say, go up and prosper. Go up and prosper. Why do you lie to me? Go up there and smack him on the face. <laughs> Not too hard. Smack him. Not too hard. Nice. All right. <laughs> That's the only chance you ever get. <laughs> he smacked him. And said, put him in jail. Do up here, please. Put him in jail. Put him in jail. All right? And so he won't listen to the two men of God. 
And so God said, I'm going to mess him up. Come here. Come here, my friend. I want you to be an angel, but the wrong kind. <laughs> and God says, Who will go and persuade Ahab for me? See, he won't listen to the good news of the good gospel. He won't do the, the right man. And this lying angel has come and said, Come here. Say, I will go. I will go. And I want to say, I'll go lie to those men. I will go. Lost right, like those men, yeah. Tell them. Say, tell them to go. All right. So now, go to Mr. Now. He, 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 call for coffee. Call for All right. Come on, man. All right. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Go back there. Okay, nice spirits. You've done your job. Go away. Go to hell. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. And this guy lied to them. He disappears. He put, he, he, he wrote him off and put him in prison. He goes up there. I want to show you, oh, God guides. All right. Thank you, guys. Now, this guy who will come here, he wouldn't listen. He would not listen to the truth. So God said, I'm going to send him strong delusion. Because he asked for the truth, and I gave him twice access to the truth, twice. And he rejects it. And called it an enemy. And fought against it. So I, God, choose his delusion. I asked for an angel to go and talk to some lying preachers. 450 of them. Are you with me? Convince this guy who won't listen. And said, Go up and prosper. Now, the gospel is hid from him now because he's have no access to these men. All you have access to now is these false prophets. Because that's what he wanted. God gave it to him. It's a dangerous thing for you to reject truth and not take it when God gives it to you. And what belonged to him is now hid from him. And what's going to destroy him is available to him. You only have to read Second Thessalonians chapter 2. He said, God send them strong delusion that they believe a lie and be damned. Now, here's a, here's a sad part now. He's going to go. Right? And so he's going to go in his chariot. Please go in his chariot. Go like this. Right chariot. <laughs> now, he's on the chariot riding. Stop for a while. You're riding too fast. Stop right there. He's going to battle. And God told the enemy, whatever you do, fight nobody but the God that rejects the truth. And now they are looking for him. Nobody is. They want to kill him. Hello? And so every soldier gives an order. Fight only him. Let me tell you, friend, when God says the truth and you reject it, now, devils know it's open season. If any tall you hear his voice, open up. Because you're going to bring seven more devils with him if you reject the truth. That's right. That's the problem with the world. They're devil possessed. They pierce their body. Come on now. Hey, they paint themselves up. They do all this crazy, weird stuff. God carried them over to reprobate thinking. They lost their mind. Why they reject God? 
And now, come here, sir. The war is going pretty sour, and this enemy guy, he's a coward. He's running for his life in the battle. And he gets with escaping Hab. And he's running, right? The chariot. And this guy don't know Ahab. Pull your arrow, please. Let go. And keep running on. Keep running. And he runs on. He just did the will of God. Don't even know it. The arrow that he fired. God says, don't eat anybody else but the man I want to hit. Bang! Amazing. God could not guide Ahab, but he could guide an arrow. That's shocking. You're trying to tell me God can't guide you to the truth? God can guide you from your house to the right church. If he can guide the arrow to the right guy, he can point you the right way. He did with Cornelius and Peter. Come on, my friend. If you're in this place, God brought you here. Amen. That you won't go down there. Because God wants you to have the truth. And it's guiding. Where God guides, He provides. Ahab died like a fool died. Everybody who died and go to hell, it's a shocking situation. The gospel was hid from them. Not because they've never heard, but because their mind, get what? Messed up. Messed up. How many times did I give him a chance? Several times. And he called it my enemy. We let folk walk in this church. One day I told my wife one night, too much rules. I ain't come back here. I'm going to pictures of my choice. I said, bye-bye, love. Bye-bye, happiness. Hello, foolishness. I think you're going to die-die. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. You want to die, Romans? Go ahead. You want to die, Christian? It's up to you. He ain't going to change the gospel for the preacher or for the believer. you got to make a change. I'm trying to tell somebody something here. The church is not going to rearrange her belief just to get you in. You've got to change the way you dress, the way you think, the way you walk, or forget the love. Let's stand. I'll shoot you. <laughs> Come on, beloved. So you know what, folks? I got guys trying to tell me my Bible ain't right. Kitty Medden, brother, if I ever listen to those guys, if I ever believe my Bible is wrong, then I'll deceive everybody in this church. That's the truth. One error in that Bible makes it none in fact. One error. I talked to her this week. Her, her, her family doctor she went there for her tongue to be pulled out and they ended up cutting her intestine. <laughs> you don't want a doctor to cut the wrong leg off. <laughs> I left the old ones in place. I cut off the good ones. Let me tell you what religion is. 
Religion is to inoculate you against true faith. Give you enough so you get poisoned. Hello. That's why I don't take flu shot and I'm sick as you folks are sick. You don't put no disease in my body. If it gets there, fine. If not, keep it out. I ain't going to pay a doctor to put some flu in my body to, to learn to resist it. No. I got my natural resistance. J-E-S-U-S. <laughs> That's my resistor. I said, hallelujah. I don't need no more bugs inside of me. I ain't taking none. I'll take my chat with Jesus. Now, you can do what you want. I'm going to tell you what to do. what I'm doing. Hello, folks. If the Bible is wrong, then throw it out. I compare Bible. When you leave it today, please go check in your library these new versions and the Kingdom version. You'd be shocked how many thousands of left house they are. And they're so critical. But God guided Cornelius. He said, Cornelius, I've heard your prayers. You're sincere. You're sincerely wrong. But I know you're wrong. I know you're sincere. So I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to send men from Joppa to talk to you. And when they talk to you, you better grab it or forget it. Hello? And read your Bible. Peter commanded him to be baptized. I checked every 1611 version of the Bible and said the same thing. Just spell Jesus with an I instead of a J. And that's called listen, verbal huh? translation or transliteration. It's better than dynamic translation, which is a paraphrase. Those counterfeit Bibles you have are going to send you to hell. And I can prove it to you. They cut it up. Mark 7, 7 tells you that in vain they worship me. What? Teaching for doctrine, the commandments of men. That's why they couldn't find Jesus. Because the Jews are reading the Talmud, not the Word of God. You won't find Jesus in the Talmud. You can't find it there. You know where you find Jesus? In the Torah. The Word of God. Now in closing, I just finished this conference and I go for coffee upstairs on the top floor. This guy gave me a track. He's going to witness to me. I thought, okay, I'm going to witness to you too. No way you witness to me and I witness to you. And so I sat down for a while and stopped coughing. So where are you from? He says, Toronto. Oh, great. I'm from Alberta. Yeah, let's talk. What can they do? Maple Leaf. Oh, Canada. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk religion now. And when I start answering this question, he said, are you this? Or I said, no. I said, did I tell you I'm anything? I want to know what's in the Bible. <laughs> He's trying to figure out, am I a JW? Am I a this? Am I that? So don't talk to me, religion. So we're discussing the Bible. And that man was playing a game with the scripture. He was not sincere. I believe we met because God wants to meet. He just lost his sincerity. The day you come to truth, You've lost sincerity. Would you bow your heads? There are not three persons that God had Sarah told him. There's only one. God said, they play it and they reject it. And so God said, strong illusion. And they believe a lie and be damned. God saw them baptism in Jesus' name and they reject it and they sprinkle. And I said, show me one place, sir. And when I asked this last week, Show me in the Bible. One person ever baptized false and all the Lord, they can't show it. I said, either you're wrong or the apostles are wrong. You better not tell me the apostles are wrong. Otherwise the whole Bible is wrong. Yet they won't change. 
They willfully are ignorant. I'm going to ask you this morning, would you step out and say, I found the treasure. I'm willing to sell all to get it. Whatever it takes for my will to break, that's what I'll do. I will trade anything I have. Paul says, I count all things lost for this gospel. I'm asking you to step out of your seat right now. Amen. This ain't no crusade. This is salvation time. I'm giving you a call one more time. Because after this comes strong delusion. And whatever it takes.